Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. Man, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. I'm so happy. Golly. Man, you have no idea. Sitting in a hospital bed thinking about y'all. It's no fun. But man, you know, I've, I've really been thinking a lot about it. And, and this whole thing is not going to be about me. Just, just the intro I want to share with you. Because as I was reading through the Word, I, Paul says, what happened to me was for you. And I think a principle like that applies even today. And I've been asking God, like, God, what do you, you want to say today? Because here's the deal, man. I want to tell you all the, the real. Like, if you're brand new with us, welcome. <laughs> but I've been out for a couple weeks. They thought I had a stroke. And uh, turns out my, my general doctor, I go on Monday, and he's like, yo, I don't think they know what happened to you. But I want to tell you, because you guys all prayed for me at a very specific time. But I get home after I'd gone to the beach and I got home and I was sitting there and I was reading my phone and I'm like looking at this phone and I'm like, man, people online are misspelling everything. I can't understand what they're saying. And I was thinking y'all were misspelling your posts. I'm like, dude, people are crazy. Like, you got to think something's wrong if everybody's misspelling everything. I had not a thought in my mind. It was me, of course, you know, it's everybody else. And I, I was like, you know what, I I can't understand anything either. And I sit on the couch and I go, Shan, I feel weird, like really, really weird. She was like, what do you mean? And she's talking to me small talk for a second. And then slowly I just can't talk. And I'm like, I'm like making sounds. And she's like, what is your name? And I'm like, you know what? In my mind, this has happened. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what my name is. And, um, and so then I'm like, shoot, and I'm holding my hand like this, and I'm thinking, and she's trying to talk to me, and I'm just, just making no sense and not talking any words at this point. And I'm like, you know what? I can't feel my hand. I'm like holding somebody else's hand. And then I realize my whole half of my body is numb. My tongue is numb. Like half of my tongue, under my tongue is numb. And she's like, you're having a stroke. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, nah. And uh, she calls my brother. My brother comes by, takes me to the ER, and they're doing the same stuff, asking me questions. What's your name? Da, da, da. They're like, yo, we think he's having a stroke. They bring me in. They give me this stroke medicine that's apparently a miracle. I don't know. And instantly I can talk. I'm like, I'm kind of back, you know? And I stay in the, ho- in the ICU for like three days. And on Sunday, I'm supposed to have this MRI. And it's going to tell me my brain damage that I've had, you know. And I was supposed to have it at 5 o'clock. And I get a text from Danielle at 4.30. John stopped the service and he prayed for me. You all prayed for me. And that moment was the moment they came early and they were wheeling me out of my room to go get my MRI. So you guys are praying in the middle, like right in the beginning, and you prayed that nothing would happen, there would be no sign of stroke, you prayed all of this. And I'm gonna tell you, like, the next morning they were like, here's the results, like, we can't can't find anything, I I think you're okay, you can go home. And I'm like, what happened? They're like, I think it was a complex migraine. 
You know, you just had a really bad migraine. And um, so I go home and I end up getting sick all week and I start throwing up again. And I go back to the doctor. They start getting real worried. They tell me I have like some meningitis in my spine or something nuts. And, and you guys pray again. And then they come back the next day after I stayed there a couple of days. And they're like, I think you're fine. And now you can leave. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, you don't just like, I have a stroke. I have meningitis. I got something, right? Like, what is it? And I'm like, don't. I mean, it, you're fine. <laughs> then I go to my general doctor on Monday, and he's like, bro, they don't know. They don't know. And I said, I think I know. And I told him, I said, I got a lot of people that pray. They believe in Jesus, man, and Jesus heals. And my doctor's like, man, um, well, it, it's very possible that you could just be a really blessed person. <laughs> That's what he told me. And I was like, I, 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 yeah, I know what you're throwing down, you know? Like, but I, th- I really believe, man, I really believe today that the only hope for the church is if, if we begin to pray again. I believe it's the only real weapon we have. <laughs> We've got to be a praying people. And I believe God is really calling this church to be a praying people, to actually believe what the word says. And I want to be a people that looks in the word and has question because it's a very challenging book, to be honest with you. And we sing songs like, I'm going to stand on your word. <laughs> Yo, have y'all read the book? Because it's a beast. But I want to be a people that grow together like we talked about. I want to be a kingdom movement that's growing together. I want to grow in this with you. I want to grow in the word. And I don't want to farce over any part of it. And tonight I want to step into something that I, I really believe it's in the word. And I believe many people in this room probably haven't sat in a church that believes this part of the book. But I want to go in this. I want to start a conversation about uh, the spiritual gifts of God. Because I believe that the spirit of God healed me. And before that, healed TC when we prayed. Dude had a concussion, was out for a month not thinking right, and we pray in a moment, and it, like a flood comes back to him. I've seen a hole in my son's roof of his mouth disappear. We had a girl come in here a couple years ago named Shalina. She had ovarian cancer healed, done. I just believe that God wants to do extraordinary things in a day uh, where some extraordinary things are happening but I believe that we must step in and believe what our fathers asked us to believe. Let's, let's dive into this a little bit. Before we do, would you ask God to speak to you today? I believe he wants to speak to each one of us very uniquely. I know that every one of us has a different something on our heart. Take that to our father right now. Just ask him to speak to you. Father, I just ask that as I open up the word today, God, you would teach us. Lord, there's so much that I don't understand, but you understand far more. (laughs) It's your book. God, lead us through this. Lead us into what you would have us step into. And God, I pray for the one who's doubting today, that they know that they're welcome here. God, I pray for the one who's struggling today, that you're willing to, Lift their drooping arms. 
God, encourage those who are discouraged. And God, I pray that a fresh fire would fall upon all of us today and that we would be in awe, like Jaw said, that we would want to reshape our lives because you are worth reshaping for. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jaw's question might have seemed a little bit off base, but I promise you it was a part of it, okay? Did anybody uh, on Saturday mornings when you were a kid wake up and you were like, cartoons, you know? Anybody? Anybody in the room? Oh, come on. Yes. See, I knew there was more, y'all. Come on. So I'm going to tell y'all, um, one of those weird cartoons that I guarantee you like half of y'all don't know, but it was like the 90s babies, you know? Anybody ever watch Captain Planet? Oh my gosh, you remember that highly propaganda cartoon for little kids, right? Like, we were going to clean up the world, like, we are the world. It was, I guarantee you, like, that kind of time frame. But they got a cartoon out, and this cartoon, if you don't know, it was, um, it was about, like, it was five kids, right? It was five kids, and they were all gifted this, like, ring that had a power. There was five powers, and the power was um, wind water, fire, earth, heart. Always forget about that little kid, you know? He was always the wimpy one. I didn't like him that much. But, uh, <laughs> but here's the deal. Like in every single one of these cartoons, they were like saving the world from pollution, okay? It was a big deal in the 90s. And these kids were going to save the world. They were from all over the place. And when they came together and their powers combined, they would make Captain Planet. Now, I always wondered in this cartoon, well, here, here, I got a, I got a video. You guys got to see. You got to sit, sit, watch this. Yeah. The power is yours. I'll try and hold it back. Watch it. for a team beam, and fast! Let our powers combine. Earth! Fire! Wind! Water! Heart! By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet! God Those will help darn the dam. Shucks, just doing my job. Good thing, too. This city's in the middle of a drought. Losing their water supply would have been disastrous. Happy to help, Planeteers. The power is yours! Gosh, such memories, you know? <laughs> Golly. I don't know who would watch those cartoons now. It's just awful, but... But it's, it's, it's so funny, but like similarly, like there's so many similarities with this cartoon and our faith. Check out 1 Corinthians 12 with me, the first 14 verses, and I want to read this uh, together. You got it? 1 Corinthians 12? All right, listen. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers because they're asking questions about this. They want to know. I do not want you to be uninformed. I mean, guys, we got to be, we got to be informed. I want you to know about this. 
You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Somebody took them there. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord. The word Lord means my master. Jesus is my master. No one can say that except in the Holy Spirit. That means if you say, Jesus is my master, you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to say that. I think some of the things that we do, we often take responsibility. We take like, it's, it's, it's me that did it. But in reality, the Spirit of God actually empowers us to do a lot of our work. This actually is like the first creed of the church. The very first like hardline stance, line is drawn. Hey, you want to know who's who? Here's how. Here's our creed. Jesus is my master. This is how we d- differentiate. Now, there are various kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are various varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. That means, guys, we all have different tasks. We all go after different things, and it's absolutely okay, but we're all going in the same direction. We're about the same thing. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Can you say the common good? There's a reason why we have been given a manifestation of the Spirit of God, and it is not self-centered. It is about the person next to you. It is about these people first, especially the household of God. The gift has been given to you to be an encouragement to the person next to you. You are not the fruition of the body. You are a part of it. And we're going to get to that. To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. That's very important. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. That just is insight into the ways and purposes of God. You're given the gift to understand the insights of God. And to another, the utterance of knowledge. According to the same spirit, <clears throat> I saw this in operation once, and I'm not going to lie, like, mind blown, to be honest with you. I'm walking downtown on a Tuesday, and I walked with a guy, and that's his gift, man. He has words of knowledge about people. And when I tell you I'm walking, many of y'all don't know that I walk on Tuesday, but I walk downtown on Tuesdays, I meet people. Sure, Jesus. I love doing it. But I walked with a guy who had the gift of knowledge. And we walked up to this guy, and I will never forget, walked up to him, and he said, he said, man, um, you got a a woman in your life who had surgery on her left side of her stomach. And I watched this guy go, and he said, oh, and you got a recording studio in your basement. And he got terrified, y'all. I'm not lying. Like, it's the first time I ever saw it in operation. And I was like, <laughs> what? And this guy goes, you've been following me? I was there. You, you followed me to my house? And he said, man, listen, listen, listen. I tell you this 
because the Spirit of God told me, and Jesus loves you so much. He was like, man, I need to smoke. Like, <laughs> he, was, he was tripping out. But what it did, it opened up a door, and this is the way it was meant to be. Not, not only this way, but listen, if somebody came up to you on the street and was like, a word, <laughs> and you're like, shoot, what is this? It's Jesus, and he's seeking you because he loves you. It just got different, you know? Like, that's other than. It's different than. It's awe-inspiring. It's beyond me. I don't know, but I think many of us have settled for something that's, that's, that's me. And I want to tell you, this is beyond us. This is way beyond us. And God wants it to be that way. He wants to show off through us. Let's keep going. To another, he gave faith. Oh, I love that gift. By the same spirit, he did that. To another, the gift of healing by, one, by the one spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. And that word prophecy is to speak the truth of God. And yes, it can be foretelling. But the most of the time in the scripture that it talks about is just to speak the truth of God. But it often can be foretelling. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. I love some people who, who say that they're a discerner, you know. I got to be careful. I got to be careful. But the reason that we discern, you know, that person who discerns about everybody, a really good discerner, I, I can discern you and discern you and discern you and I, I discern all y'all, you know. <laughs> um, the reason that we have the gifts is for the common good. So when you discern something about somebody else, I want to go to that person, not to chop them down, but to pick them up. And when you're going to prophesy over somebody, prophesy them higher. If you're going to encourage somebody, encourage them higher. You see, the gifts are given to us for the common good, for the building up and the edifying of the body. Every single one of us has them, by the way, says this book. <laughs> to another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. That means God has willed to give you a manifestation of his presence to a certain extent. What you can handle probably is what he's going to give you. And as you grow with him, I guarantee you that grows and grows and grows. But then he shifts and he begins to paint an image for us about what this looks like. For just as the one body, or just as the body is one and has many members, so he's just talking about our bodies. Just look at me. I got a bunch of different parts of my body just in the same way. And all the members of this body, though many, they're one body. They function to do the same thing. They, try, they actually accomplish purposes together when they move in this way. For in one spirit... We were all baptized into one body. 
Jews or Greeks, slave or free, all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Did you know you were made to drink of the Spirit of God? Did you know that's actually your intended design? If you ever wonder what your purpose is, I hear that all the time. What does God want to do? God wants to fill you and use you. God wants to fill you and use you today as his manifested presence on this earth in 2021. God wants to do that with us. Will we let him? We take this very seriously, and one of the ways that we do that is uh, we want to help each other discover gifts. And we do our next steps class, and that's going to come up at the last Sunday of this month. You can sign up. Do we have that, Kenny? We have that QR code right here. You can, you can snap that QR code if you're interested. And you can actually, we, we pay for this for you to discover. We walk with you as you journey through to discover your spiritual gifts. Now, this isn't like the end-all, be-all, but we do think it's a good tool where we walk alongside one another at that point to discover together. All right, let's review really quick. What is a gift? Gift is, uh, the word is charisma. It's a, it's a free gift. It's a free favor from God. It's actually free, and it's his favor that he gives to you that he earned for you. This is what his gift is. Now, how do we know somebody is speaking from the Holy Spirit? How do we know they're speaking from the Holy Spirit? Jesus is my master, right? And who has, um, who has a gift? Verse 7, what does verse 7 say? Everybody, to each is given. If Jesus is your master, you've been baptized into Christ, you have a gift. It might be immature, but you've got a gift. Why do we have them? Why do we have gifts? Come on, this is For the common good. Remember that as you look across the aisles, guys, as we look across, why do we have the gifts God's given us? For the common good. I promise you today, you need an encouragement from somebody in this room and somebody in this room needs you. What if we came in, I'm gonna think about this. I believe this passage is something like a lens that we see life through. What if you saw life through like this? That together we were this body moving in one direction. Together. And in fact, every time you got together, a part of the body needed some kind of edification from you and you needed something from somebody else. What if we saw life like that? I believe it would be like wearing sunglasses, you know, like we see life through these sunglasses and everything changes. What if we saw life like that through the lens of the gospel? Guys, I invite you to see life like that. Not just I invite you. I believe the word invites us to see life like this. And I promise you, if you saw your life like this, you would make different decisions. I would too. I would be thinking of you on Monday and Tuesday, and I would be writing in my closet saying, God, what do you have for this person? They come to my mind as I pray to you, what do you want to do with me today for them? Can I tell you I got a taste of that life? I've never been on the receiving end as much. I've always been kind of like, oh, so-and-so needs us, so-and-so. But I'm telling you, like, 
When I'm in the hospital and you guys, I had 350 text messages, legit. I had cards, gift cards. My family has food for a month. Like, I just can't thank you enough. Like, that's who you are. Man, thank you. Like, from the bottom of my heart, like, I'm so thankful. Like, I'm, I can't even describe to you. But what it did for me in my soul, like, it did something that I think this is why we have this word. Like, God wants to do something incredible in each one of our souls every single week. Not just when we enter the hospital. Let's pray on that. Write that down. Think about that together because I believe God wants to really do something in the weeks ahead as we come in with that mindset. And during the week when we're thinking of each other, God put in my mind who I need to be thinking about. And so-and-so is going to come to my mind. So I'm writing a text to him, you know. Receive that ministry and watch your life be blessed and many of the others. But different can be difficult, right? We're all different. Different can be difficult. Anybody live with somebody different? Jen, I love you. I'm different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're very different. And I remember the first days together, we had a time of getting on the same page. You married somebody wild and who changes four times a day, takes two showers. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm different. And we had those little bumps in the road, but different can be difficult. Another place that Paul describes this difficult place when people are gifted differently, he actually talks about the reality of, man, I wish some of y'all weren't married. And actually, 1 Corinthians 7, he was like, hey, if you don't got to get married, don't get married. But here's the reality. Some of y'all going to get married, and that's okay. It's not a big deal, okay? I love my wife. I don't want it any other way. Don't get it twisted. But he talks about it in 1 Corinthians 7. He basically says, hey, listen, don't, don't use sex as a thing in your marriage to get at each other. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, realize when you surrendered your body to her and her to you, you sold your body to her and she to you. She's yours. He's yours. Y'all are yours, you know? Don't use sex to pit one another. Unless you can, you can step away from it if you both decide to and you want to get closer to the Lord in prayer, but then come back together because you're weak people and you really need each other and you don't have good self-control, <laughs> right? So he says, but then he ends and he says, but I wish everyone were single. Well, he says basically in verse six, uh, I say this as a concession, not as a command, but I wish everyone were single just as I am. Yet each person, and he acknowledges this, has a special gift from God of one kind or another. What he's saying is, if you are married, you've got two gifts together. Realize this. Understand this. Two unique gifts come together. What would God do with two gifts that came together? Very special opportunities. So I, I just encourage you guys, as you live with somebody who's different than you, number one, would you recognize their unique gifting? Begin to understand it. What is the gift that lives with you? Now, if you're not married, hold on, I'm coming, I'm coming. Recognize the unique gift that's with you. Don't forget the gift 
that's with you. Oftentimes we begin to think of them as a curse that is with you because they are different than me and I wish they were like me, right? Recognize the unique gift. And then number two, would you encourage that unique gift? Speak life about the gift. Understand who gifted them. It is a manifestation of God. So when you are encouraging them in their gift, you are encouraging them to understand that God resides within them. God is showing off in them. Baby, when I see this in you, I see God. Thank you for showing me him. I see my wife, man, I, she, in everything she does, man, she does it with such care. And everything is, is order. And I appreciate that so much about her because I am opposite. And if anything that I can describe about God that I see in you is order. And I appreciate it. I see God in you. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. The third thing is let, let them, I don't know what I said there, um, let them make a difference, I believe is what I meant in my notes. Let them make a difference with their gift. Let them make a difference. Let them go higher. And guys, if you're not married, the same thing applies as you walk with the family of Christ. Encourage people in their gifts. Recognize their gifts. Encourage them as they go higher to make a difference. You might be sitting there and be like, hey, Jay, how do we know that people are really ready for this thing called ministry? You know, I mean, seriously. And I, I get a lot of that. I think about this story where Jesus is going down the road and his guys come to him. And they say, hey, we saw this guy casting out demons in your name, but we told him to stop because he wasn't a part of our crew, you know? He wasn't one of us. He wasn't with you. And Jesus is like, come on, man. He's like, don't stop him, Jesus said. No one, listen to this, no one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against us is for us. Man, I, I wish we would take a little bit more of this line. Can you imagine but if they're not against us, they're with us. Come on, let's go. You know what I mean? I mean, they got they, their theology is just a little bit different. You know? I mean, they, they, they're doing some crazy stuff over there. Man, is Jesus Lord or not? You know, like, we got more important things to do. There's people going to hell. Like, would you believe that or not? Let's go get it. Who got time for this? I believe that's what Jesus was like. Yo, let them let join us. They're going to be a part of it. They're going to experience the Spirit of God, and they're going to go, this junk is real. <laughs> Can you imagine not knowing Jesus casting out demons? What are you going to think next? I guess this Jesus thing is real. Let's go get it, you know? I'm going to tell you this. My neighbor, when I was um, really just trying to minister to him, just love him, wherever he was, one of his first things he said to me, he's like, I smoke weed. You good with that? I'm like, bro, you need that? You good, like. Okay. He was like, you, would you do it? I was like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't need it. I don't, I don't want to do it. Like, do you need it? You're good? Okay. 
I'm like, great. Hey, man, I could go, I go walk the street on Tuesday, man. You want to you wanna walk with me? And he was like, uh, sure. That dude walked with me for about a year on the street. Not a believer. What he believed in was marijuana, man. Until the end. And he was sitting on a porch with me about a year later. And he said, man, I think I, I started that conversation. I said, man, what's it going to take, man? You've seen the miracles of God. We'll walk the street and we ask God to tell us what to go look for and we go find it. And we find it. He would see it. And he would ask me questions in the car all the way home. Every single night we'd drive together. And he sat on the porch with me about a year later and I said, man, you've seen the miracles of God. Do you believe? And he says, yeah. I said, what are you waiting for, man? He wants to gift you in the same way. And I'm going to tell you, man, he would pray, and God's faithful, man. God will tell him. God told him stuff. God's not a respecter of persons. He's, he's drawing people all the time. So if you ever want to show the miracles of God, I promise you, God will show up. God's faithful, man. God loves people so much. He's calling them all the time. Whatever it takes. And that guy, he was baptized over there a few weeks ago. Well, I guess a couple months ago, and then moved to Miami. But it was all because I believe this passage is what opened my eyes to that. But discipleship, man, as we disciple people, we tend to start like this in our discipleship process. We go, can I do that? Anybody in this room probably like that a little bit? Like, am I allowed? You're asking me to encourage somebody, but like, can I really say this? Like, uh. And then you begin to do it, right? And then you get experience. And then you get a lot of experience, and then you can tend to pendulum swing this way, and you go, yeah, yeah, you should do that, do that, right? But I, I, I pray as, as, we, as we are on the journey of growing together that, that we come back to center and we fight to stay in center. I can do that. Why? Because my identity is in Christ. I am his and he is mine. And you are my brothers and sisters. You are a part of me. If you struggle, I struggle. If I struggle, you struggle. So guys, let's get in it together and move in the same direction. Let's go. The discipleship motto is what Andrew talked about last week. And here's how it should be. How can I help you connect to Jesus? To help you connect someone else to Jesus. How can I help you experience more of Jesus? That's my goal in using my gift here. How can I help you experience more of Jesus so that you help somebody experience more of Jesus? That's what we're after. But do you know what I always hated about Captain Planet, man? Captain Planet frustrated me so bad. These kids frustrated me so bad because you know what I always wondered? Why couldn't Captain Planet just be there the whole time? I just wanted Captain Planet to be there the whole time, but you got little Mowgli over there trying to get the water himself while all the others look on and just don't know what to do. Am I allowed to step in? I don't know. I got this crazy ring that has all this power, but like, I know Captain Planet, if he showed up, he's our hero, he could do it. 
but I guess we'll just wait till the dire last second, you know? I believe it's a lot like us. I believe, I believe we wait till the dire last second. We're like, you know what? Let's try what he said. Let's join our powers together and call to Captain Planet. He can do it. Man. The biggest hindrance in Captain Planet is the only way for Captain Planet to show up and clean everything up is the kids have to admit that they need him. Kids got to admit that they need him. Do you need the Holy Spirit for the work that you do? We do. You do. But do you know what I love about Captain Planet? Every time he showed up, he never showed up and was like, you waited till the last second, a little bit too late. Never. And our, our father doesn't do that either. When you call to him, he comes because he's a good dad. And our dad wants to do more than we can think or imagine in 2021. And he wants to gift you, I am. He wants to gift you or has gifted you and he wants to rise you up and he wants to use you today for more than you can think or imagine. For the common good of somebody who's sitting next to you, who needs you, needs your gift. And if you're not gifted, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can. It's so simple. Surrender your life that Jesus would be your master, your Lord. And he will meet you and complete you in the way that you were meant to be completed. You were meant to be filled with the Spirit of God. Receive Jesus Christ today. Stop trying to be your master. It's not working out well. Jesus is Lord. That's all you have to say. Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to complete me. I want you to fill me, and I want you to use me. Right there. And he he will enter. He will fill you and then come walk and then come encourage one another and come watch what God does with us in 2021. Right now, in this room, I just want to have a time of prayer. What's your prayer today? What's your prayer? I'm asking that we move today, actually. And if you need prayer, uh, we got people who pray in this room. We got people who uh, have the gift of healing in this room. Uh, so if that's you, I want to have a time where we we actually pray. Uh, Do you want to know more about these gifts? Ask God. Talk to him about it. Tell him what you think about it. Have a conversation with him. Let's move right now and just see what God does. Let's have a time with with the Father.